Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Collarbog. Returning guest, my brother from Auckland, New Zealand. This is Highway Diary, episode 367 with Vinny Eastwood. How are you? You know, somewhat fabulous other than that, like shit, you know. <laughs> There's an impending court case. There's an impending court case, but I don't want to, I don't want to bury the lead right now. But I, I want to kind of set up some other things. Um, so just yesterday and then two days before that i had a friend from high school uh stop by and uh played some frisbee golf here in austin texas we had a good time but he kept saying to me um this this thing that like oh you know you're into conspiracies you know that you know i i looked into some of that stuff but it just made me miserable that's what my friend was saying yeah it made me miserable. I was just like paranoid all the time. I was just like, I lost all faith in humanity, you know? But I told him, I was like, we, you know, we were having some barbecue and it was like very Texas thing. And I told him like, so you're telling me if you're getting fucked in the asshole by Satan, right? And you just feel this spiny penis, just not only when it enters your butthole, it, the spine's going oh, what are you just going to keep your head down? I'm just going to keep my head down and just keep up. Yeah, something's wrong. I feel like something's wrong here. I feel like something. I'm going to keep my head down, put this shutters on. It's like you wouldn't. And I told him when if the devil's fucking my ass, like the man is every day, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to look at those scaly claws. I'm going to look in his beady little eye. You're just going to keep your head down and just shut up like everything. It's like I, I just feel like with with the thing that the uh, New Zealand government is fighting Benny Eastwood with, it's like, you got to choose a hill to die on or we're all just going to get run over by fucking tyranny, Benny Eastwood. What do you think? Yeah, well, like I say, man, somebody had to lay on the barbed wire so that other people could walk across us free. And, uh, you know, certain generations have sacrificed a hell of a lot so that we could have what we've got. And so this generation has to sacrifice a lot so that the next can have what they will have. Uh, I was gutted when I uh, got two strikes on my YouTube. I don't want my YouTube channel to go down. By the way, I was on VinnieEastwoodShow.com earlier, and I was checking out some of your archives. All your, all your YouTubes are torched. Um, you know, it's like these. But back in Gettysburg or whatever, you go to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, you could have the ghosts of Civil War soldiers going, oh, I miss mama, I miss mama, you know, like, what, where pussy millennials get banned from YouTube, you know what I'm saying, it's like, we can't get run over by bullshit, you know, when those fucking limey jizz bags came over the, you know, to conquer America, we kicked their tea in the river, and we shot them in the fucking head, fuck these people, and now, you know, with COVID, with just like every operation they perpetrate on us, if we don't fight back, then we're giving them implicit consent to Use this as their beast of burden. This is the problem with being a slave is that a lot of people don't even realize that they're a slave, right? I was just, uh, you know what uh, necromancy is, you know, talking to the dead. And bibliomancy is when you talk to books, you know, you, you ask a question, then you read a book and you divine the answer. And I'm into a bit of cinemancy. So you put on a movie and you try to divine the answer. And it was like Star Chaser, the legend of Orin. And all these people are underground, slaves, their entire lives, working in the mines to get gems for a god, right? A god who says, you need more gems, you need more gems. 
And it turns out that when all those gems go into the fiery maw of the uh, the giant god, it's actually just a mechanical device and a, and a smokescreen for the real mining operation that's going on behind it, right? So it seems to me that we are the slaves who didn't even know that there was anything else but this slavery in this in this movie they were talking about trying to find a way upwards to dig upwards is to go to hell and to scare people off and what if we're in that same sort of mindset we don't want to dig ourselves out we don't want to dig upwards towards the truth because it's so much nicer to be a slave to slave on and on forever ignorance is bliss you know why why would you dig up and 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 free yourself i mean don't you like uh being in a in a dirty ditch getting rubies for the oligarchy what what could be wrong with that just look keep your head down don't look back at the scales everything's gonna be fine um so i want to ask you maybe personal things because I, i really feel like personal things are actually spiritual things. Like every time I've had a breakup, there's been two feelings and you've had a breakup during all of your, like at post arrest, I believe. And two things come from every time I get out of a relationship. One, there's the grief of the loss of love, but then there's like always the opportunity for rebirth, redemption, clean slate, you know? So on one hand, it's like, it's like, everyone wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. It's like, it's very painful to break up with somebody. But then on the other side of it, it's like what, what were lines in the sand in the relationship, you know, um, you know, you realize what you do and don't want. And so I know it's tricky for you because you have to co-parent with, with an ex, but um, so this, but this lovely lady came in your life for friends on Facebook, Rebecca, and, you know, she's sending you to Jordan Peterson talks. She's, uh, you guys are, had a, you went to the resolution festival together. It seems like a congratulations to you to uh, come up like a Phoenix from the ashes from this, but how has Rebecca been as you got arrested for peacefully protesting the COVID lockdowns in the, um, in the banana Republic of New Zealand? Like how has this person been, been, you know, been like, how does she understand your, your struggle here? Well, you know, it's uh, something magical, really, when you, th- when you really think about it, how you've got somebody who knows what you're going through, not because they've been through it themselves, but because they, they listen and they care and they're there for you, no matter how hard things get, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm experiencing. So do you have a news resolution? Stay out of jail. Stay out of jail. You know, that's a good one. Um, (laughs) In fact, in fact, that's 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 the best one I've heard all year. (laughs) Might be might be top of the list. I mean, so resolution. What 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 is there? Is it like a revolution or resolution? Resolutions to like end something, right? I think um, I'm supposed to be going into the studio to make some music and I'm supposed to be getting fitter and taking care of my diet and my health and stuff like that. I just learned now that um, 
Rebecca loves Mark Passio. She's been listening through all his archives and stuff like that. Oh, I um, like that guy. Yeah. Like a, a long time. And uh, she just realized that he took like nearly a three year hiatus from doing the show. Right. And just to get himself in order. And I kind of thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm down to like one day a week on uh, Republican uh, broadcasting.org. And at the moment, I'm mostly wanting to work on my music. I've got so much freaking tunes and things like that and things that we sung around the fireplace at Resolution Festival. Like I was talking to my producer the other day and he said that I'd sent him nearly 700 tracks, you know, little ideas, little tunes, whole songs, finished songs, you know, things like that, just all, all inclusive, like nearly 700 tracks. And uh, a lot of it's actually like really, really, really good. Like, whoa, you came up with that on the cuff, Vinny? I was like, yeah. And uh, it's exciting and it's and it's fun and it uh, and it injects me with a lot of uh, energy. And I I really like singing and making up songs and performing and things like that. So that's what I really want to focus on at the moment, anyway. And if you ever find yourself in a cloning center with Donald Marshall, uh, you can keep the lizards off you by by singing them a little tune. Yeah, I mean, Donald would argue that uh, they transport my consciousness to the cloning facility every night when I fall asleep and uh, and then erase my uh, mind every morning when I get up so that I don't remember my transport consciousness being transported, here, which, which is a convenient little loop. Uh, that you can uh, get into and uh, uh, convince anybody of anything if they're stupid enough to believe it. But um, the 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 whole idea about consciousness um, that comes into mankind and, and and everything like really kind of came full force to me when I went to the Resolution Festival. You know, like I'm I'm a pseudo celebrity. Like there's not a lot of people who know who I am. You know, like walking around the streets, you wouldn't be. Uh, crowded with people wanting an autograph or a selfie or something would you but uh when i was walking around resolution festival i was just like hmm i want to go over there now why do i want to go over there i don't know and then all of a sudden i'll be uh hit up by somebody who's a uh, a listener or something and we'll have an important conversation right and it was like that for five straight days just wandering around oh, i don't know why i'm going this way but you know, just <laughs> just obeying this flow and all of these really really cool people who are like listeners and fans of the show come up including one who uh, uh threatened my life and uh, uh said he wanted to bury me in the hill and then later bought me two wines two very very large wines which was quite nice so was that within the same conversation he wanted to bury you and then regretted it and bought you a no, drink it was, it was, that... it was no no it was, it was several minutes after he threatened my life that he, that he offered me wine you know, Which I gladly took, you know. You know, some people do drugs at festivals, you know, you know. <laughs> some people uh listen, so you don't think you don't think uh Donald Marshall, like, do you think that um here's what I learned about Jane Farber Wright, okay? Uh, another like like fringe whistleblower. Like there's a fine line between genius and insanity. Like there's a fine line. Like if someone was like MK Ultra psychologically tortured, like would they when they talk that part of it could be in like trauma induced schizophrenia 
but 80% of it could be real. Like, you know what I mean? So like, um, but just because later, um, James Wright's friend sent me pictures of him doing crack on the highway, doesn't mean that um, when he tells me also that he went to the fifth floor of the Dallas Guys Wright building and there was a genie inside a gem on the side of the wall. Like, you know what I mean? Do I believe that there's a genie box inside the Dallas Guys Wright? When like, just because someone does crack and meth on the highway while they're driving doesn't mean that they also didn't see a genie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not the best example, but I get your point. <laughs> <laughs> like when i hear your brilliant interview with donald marshall it takes like all these conspiracy box for me that i don't know maybe i was led to slaughter by multiple psyops you know but he's ticking so many boxes for me but then like it's packaged in this brain consciousness shooting you know who knows but like i also i argue with um charlie robinson my buddy because he he like you know, he likes these hidden in plain sight guys that shit on David Wilcock all day, like as a as a hobby. But I don't I'm not really into David Wilcock, but I am really into Carrie Cassidy. And, you know, she goes around and she talks to these crazy weirdos who like, you know, one of the guys who like ran fucking Raytheon or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's all lizards. It's like, OK, she's not saying that he's saying that. You know what I mean? So uh, so, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like. When you go up the levels of conspiracy knowledge, it's like 9-11, chemtrails, JFK, and then like, like L. Ron Hubbard was in naval intelligence. And then some of these like deep space nine guys are like, oh, yeah, everyone's jerking off lizards for, for secrets, for technology. And it's like, it's like, where does Scientology end? And then these fucking um, secret space program people began, you know, it seems like L. Ron and and Aleister Crowley are all in the same ethereal soup with their own like takes on it. And then they add their own fan fiction to it, you know? So, um, I don't know. I love looking, I love thinking about these murky waters. I love, cause something is clearly, there is a ruling class that runs operations on us and they seem to be, uh, in communication with the higher master, because when you look at their narrative, it doesn't make fucking sense. So where's this coming from the black sun, like uh, Zergacaz, a Draco reptilian. I don't know. Klaus Schwab, every time he talks, he sounds like literally a retarded person. And he has every prime minister drive to fly to Davos in two weeks. They're going to go to Davos again. You know what I mean? It's like, listen to him talk. He's retarded. But everyone's like, you know, kissing his balls, kissing his ring. He dresses like Emperor fucking Palpatine, man. There's someone you could just like very easily behead him. And then, you know, I don't know. I, you know, it's a. Uh... It's it's funny how these people work. It's it's almost like the movie sort of like program you to recognize who the bad guy is, so that when the bad guy turns up in real life, you won't believe it because it sounds like it's from a movie. You know? Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever like had somebody tell you that you know you've been uh, uh, talking about some conspiracy theory or, some, or something like that, and then they say, "Oh, you've been watching too many movies," and it's just like, where do you think the movies makers get all these ideas from, bro? You know. Yeah. 
I mean, how much how much freaking coke is flowing through Hollywood uh, 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 mansions and things like that, and how many CIA assassins and assets and things like that are hanging out at the same time and the same parties and the revolving around the same circle, sharing little campfire stories and and things of that nature. And before you know it, you've constructed an entire reality for people to look up to, and it's all focused on one particular idea that it's okay to be a slave just so long as you get entertained by the things that give you some kind of hope for the future. Yeah. Brandon right Circus, I'll tell you, Vinny, so I, I, I have, I go back and forth, like, like stand-up comedy, I think, you know, I was always obsessed with it my whole life. I put out my three specials. I was so like artistically satisfied with them. And then I'm like, do I want to continue in this rat race? This guy called Chris Knowles, he said something on my podcast that like literally tortures the back of my subconscious. And it, he goes, Q, he was talking about Q. And he goes, I think Q was a classic pacification operation. Take these people's anger and, and pacify them with, oh, the good guys are going to do it. And then throw them in the Republican Party to pacify this anger. And I don't want to be a comedian. Who pacifies his lazy people, lazy slaves are getting fucked in the ass by the devil to just go, ha, 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 everything's fine. Let me go back to my slave job. You know, I, I want a comedy. I don't want to do it if it doesn't uplift people. I don't want to do it if it doesn't, if it's not a call to action. You know, I don't want to do it if it's just, again, pacifying like bread and circus, just like, just to... You know, uh, I think comedy is only relevant when you're pointing a finger at the ruling class and go, you know, like at, like when I see Adam Schiff, like literally he has all the power and money in the world. Like his eyes are dilating out of his head from cocaine use constantly. I guarantee he's a pedophile. He may have killed Anthony Bourdain. And, and, and he goes to Congress all the time. It's like, can you imagine how fucking miserable that guy is? How fucking miserable he is? So he has to be a drug addict. And these are the people ruling us. And then they fix the diebolt machines to, to fucking rig every election and keep these creepy drug addict pedos in there. You know, that's why they don't want term limits because they don't want anyone finding the skeletons in the, in the back office, you know? So anyway, I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, I remember yeah. what was the, they were saying about the uh, the JFK records were sealed for like fifty years or something like that, and then the fifty years came up, and then they released like a handful of documents from it that didn't really mean anything, and and so on and so forth. It's just like people say the truth will out, the truth will overcome. It's like no, it doesn't, man. Evil yeah. can win. Evil yeah. can win, bro. And if you if you think that it won't, it'll beat you up. Yeah, and after 50 years, where they release it from the evidence locker, fucking Jackie Kennedy's tampon from the day that, you know what I mean? It's like irrelevant stuff. Yeah, here, here's her fucking used tampon and her, and her bloody blouse, you know? Who, irrelevant stuff, you know? what? Who did it? I'll tell you, JFK, L, uh, I'm sorry, LBJ, Alan Dulles, and Herbert Walker Bush, those three did it. I don't care who pulled the trigger. Um, ben Fulford says David Ben Gurion, the Prime Minister of Israel at the time, but there I think the the Satanist in the U.S. were were those three people. But anyway, um, you know, um, anyway, uh, you know, the, 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 I watched the movie Died Suddenly. I mean, it, it's terrifying. All the, there, a football player just died yesterday on the field after getting vaccinated. He had two heart attacks. It's like this is so bad right now that um oh, if you don't man. no yeah. no no when you when you're saying that just like you know how sometimes a song just comes to mind do 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 
do do do do do do <laughs> another one bites the dust another one gone another one gone another one bites the dust oh bro it's uh it's brutal ruthless out there and people are just allowing themselves to be uh experimented on and uh, there's a consequence to every action isn't there and they say that if you've been vaccinated what was it dr remolo was saying she said that like after four years of being vaccinated you're going to die of one reason or another you know um, on average, if you get the three boosters or something like that, who goodness knows what it is, but there's a lot of people dying out there and uh, there's not a lot of like public for it, which gives good credence to the amount of censorship that's been going around. All right. Anybody was posting that documentary in my uh, Facebook groups and things of that nature, boom, rated false by, by uh, content producers. Now now your entire Facebook group cannot be seen by other people in your newsfeed and stuff like that, and you're buried way down the hell to the bottom. Oh, okay. Because somebody else posted that in my Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess you've got to be very vigilant about uh, fact-checking these days, don't you? I mean, I never heard anybody so obsessed with making sure that things were correct before. What is this process by which you rate these things as false, I wonder? Is it by chance the shareholding in your fact-checking company that's held by the very people whose products we're exposing? That's your measure of level of fact-checking, isn't it? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now we know that reality is being controlled. I call it hacking the reality stream. At certain point, somebody went, hey, you know what? If we just broadcast the exact same message a thousand times a day across a thousand different mediums, we can get anybody to believe anything. 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 All right. They get socially distance. Oh my goodness! I need to be distant socially, and like and for conspiracy theorists, this this wasn't that hard, you know, because we were already pretty distanced socially. Um, the, the the empire, they're such fucking passive aggressive pussies. So so you go to a bookstore, it, it, like this is the analogy of like the Facebook feed, right? You go to a bookstore, in the front of the bookstore is like Tony Fauci's uh, children's book called Puff the Magic Jabby Jab. And all these friends are having our best friends with this giant, uh, you know, personified Jabby Jab. And then they're like, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits book, you know, let, let's just put this in the back of the library. Like they're too much of pussies to fucking throw it out because that would undo their, their karmic uh, ability to have the peasants have the freedom of speech with the right answers. But they just go puff the magic jabby jab front of the store. Let's just let's just knock Judy Mikovits down on on Twitter, on, on Facebook, and and call everything she ever says misinformation. When it, to my ears, she's the most the, one of the most genius uh, doctors of all time. You know, I I, I don't um, understand to a large degree what to do now. Right, like my entire career has been about making jokes and uh, making people feel better and talking about real serious stuff that nobody wants to hear about. But now you are offensive if you're making a joke and the stuff that people previously just didn't want to hear about, now it's actually getting illegal to talk about uh, and deplatformable for uh, talking about. I don't know what the, what the future holds, for anybody who wants to, you know, just have an honest conversation and a good laugh. 
you know it, it feels like there's there's a lot of walls and they're all closing in yeah and what do you think the cbdc is the central bank digital currency they just turn off your wallet they turn off your the the chip in your brain and they go oh you can't go to the feed store now oh you can't go you know what i mean you can't you you're digitally walled off from the public commons because these fucking pussies like fucking klaus schwab and adam schiff they they can't look the the reptiles eyes looking at a actual sentient peasant of theirs who you know your sixth amendment right in the u.s is to face your accuser and they they want to wall themselves off with the the people that they've traumatized they've run operation after operation after operation on and if we look them in the eye they they don't want to do this because they're going to start to dander their scales are going to become you know like visible when you go hey persecute me for this fucking lie that you 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 know, so they try to digitally wall everybody off with an AI algorithm to just passive aggressively put your voice lower. And the Sanja Guptas of the world, like the 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 people that are so pacified by Satan's cock all the way up their asshole um, because they, they have they're so uh, scared to be an outsider. They become completely pus- like they're completely zero integrity pussies like Stephen Colbert, like like. He his soul is worth one trillion of Judy Mikovits in my eyes, the way I see it. Like he he tries to let lead people to slaughter and then go like, oh no, I need a safe space for the empire's lies. Uh, uh you know, you're giving out me- medical disinformation. I need a safe space for the slaughter of the empire. Like the 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 level of depth Orwellian doublespeak right now is I was just thinking horrible. about this. When when Stephen Colbert was like being cut to from the uh, Daily Show with John Stewart, right, and they had a little section on there, yeah, and during the Bush presidency, right, that was great, you know, because he understood that Bush and what he was doing and everything like that was was crap. But then, as soon as Obama came in and the and the and the lefties took control, then the whole story changed. They didn't really do that anymore. But as soon as Trump came in, they're just attacking them. So it's like, basically, they only care if their side is winning and they don't give them the due criticism that their own side deserves. And I think the uh, the truth movement to a large degree is also uh, uh, guilty of this. And and we don't, you know, call out the uh, the charlatans in our midst and and so on and so forth because we're being diplomatic, right? That's how you do it. You you you're supposed to be building a wide resistance across uh, various fields of beliefs and things like that. And you generally don't have the ability to destroy the new world order if every single person in your own field of expertise hates you. Yeah. Yeah, so they they try to go, you know, and and I I have a friend who works for a pharmaceutical company. He's been on my podcast. If you go on the archives, you can figure this out. But like when I bring up a name like Dr. Robert Malone, he immediately goes, "Oh, that guy's discredited. He's discredited." And like he just like all, I love all he does is buzzwords. Eh? All he does is gaslight me, and it's like, okay, well, have you have you heard him speak? Like they have like they they have these like I don't know MK Ultra or they're just such fucking blind bootlickers that they go oh the establishment doesn't like that well i want to be part of the group i want to be part of the group anyway let's talk about it 
you were peacefully demonstrating, peacefully protesting the COVID lockdowns in Auckland, New Zealand, and you were in a, outside of Denny's and you were thrown into a paddy wagon and they've, you've been having to go to court once a month for a status hearing, discovery hearing, a um, nepotism hearing, uh, uh, looking at the creepy weirdo hearing. And finally, on uh, March 30th, 2023, you're, you've already been found guilty. You're going to go to court for sentencing. What was the, when they declared you guilty, um, what was that process like? And what, what or do you have lawyers going into March 30th, 2023, what, what can you expect? Um, when we got arrested, we thought we'd be like, you know, just given a, a rap and then get let go and stuff like that. But now we had bail conditions for like six weeks. You're not allowed to access the internet. You're not allowed to leave your house. The police can turn up at four o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night. Doesn't matter just to check that you're home on your bail conditions. And uh, that was uh, brutal enough, you know, when you make your, your living from the internet. Uh, and then it stretches on. And uh, what, what, what year is it now? It's 2023. We got arrested in 2021. Right uh august the 18th all right just arrested protesting okay yep slap on on, on the wrist with a wet bus ticket don't do it again get it get out of here no no no, no. because he, here we are what was this now uh nearly 18 months later or by the time we get uh sentenced it actually will be and it's cost tens and tens of thousands of dollars of uh lawyers fees which i don't i don't have the money for uh so any donations would help significantly sized donations by by the way otherwise i'm going to be debt for the rest of my life for um standing up for this country and people's freedoms and rights that were being taken away by these unlawful lockdowns which uh billy uh who was arrested with me he was very concerned about and then the very next day he learned that a a 14 year old girl in his district uh committed suicide the day of the lockdown started so we were trying to protect the people in New Zealand. We were trying to um, make a point that what we were doing was wrong. And they arrested us and bankrupted us and have found us guilty. And we uh, await our sentence on the 30th of March. And uh there's been a few articles in the mainstream news and stuff like that, but as far as uh, coverage from any alternative media in New Zealand, I haven't really seen much. Have um, you, did they give you a plea deal offer to confess yeah. your sins to your state captors? And what was the offer of, of the government? They offered to uh, take away the charge that could go with six months in prison and a $5,000 fine, uh, and just go for the smaller charge of like a $1,000 fine. So, and then they found you guilty, and so now... Of both charges, yeah. And so now, because you didn't play ball, so now they can give you a full six-month and a $10,000 charge at, at the worst. Is there a yeah. minimum? Is there a minimum of like one month? Do you think they'll give you the six and then put you out the back door after a month or, you know... Who knows? I mean, lawyer and other uh, people I know that have 
being to prison and stuff like that and their uh, and their infinite wisdom they don't think i'll be sent to prison you know they then maybe they might get an ankle bracelet or something like that because it'd be it'd, it'd be ironic wouldn't it that i get an ankle bracelet to uh, spend time at home after having such bail conditions to stay at home during a lockdown that i protested that forced everybody else to stay at home I mean, as much anguish as this has been, I am glad that you are in New Zealand to at least to to show a mirror to the court itself and to go, you know, to that I, they're trying to beta test tyranny. They're going to do this again and again and again. And every slave that they that they're forced to arrest for peacefully protesting, they have to do more drugs in the back room to satiate their conscience. Like they're going to be more retarded drug addicts later the next time they have to do this. You know, I'm sorry. You can only kiss the, the spiky cock of your dark whisper so much before you fucking shoot yourself in the head. New Zealand judge system. Fuck you. Anyway, I'm sorry. I get pissed off, man. Um, yeah. Well, there's uh, something that's happened to uh men and in, in general is that we don't get as pissed off as we should do and we don't uh act perhaps as aggressively as we might once have been done and as a result much more conniving scumbaggery type individuals have seethed their way into the reins of power and now there aren't any real men left to resist them um, but you're you're like an outlier of society. You might be the most red-pilled New Zealander, you know. And it's hard. It's hard. To, there's a there's a term that we use like black pill. Like it's hard not to not to be black pilled by all the knowledge you have of all the government malfeasance. So you, what I like about you and the way you pitch conspiracies is is you are an asset to our community, the truth community, because you do have you know, a fun way to pitch it. And, and I think that the problem, the reason why they're trying to make an example of you is because they want less of this behavior out there while they're doing their bullshit, obviously. Yeah, I mean, who wants people having fun while they're exposing scumbaggery? You know, they want people to be all serious and traumatizing and, and stuff like that. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that, man. Like, bro, what are you trying to do? I don't want to get, get to the end of your broadcast and be so stressed out that I start yelling at my uh, uh, freaking uh, uh, sister or something like that. You know, if any, you need to get a personal loan. Why is everybody such a fucking slave? No, no, no you, you don't You don't want that, you know? You don't want to uh, be getting off the end of the broadcast and your missus goes, baby, do you want the cupcakes with the purple icing or the yellow icing? Not everyone wants that such up. Don't you know we're all slaves? Like, you know, it just, you want something calming and relaxing, something less serious. So you can just sit there and be part of a conversation and absorb the knowledge and have a few cackles at how bad the jokes are. The jokes themselves won't make you laugh, but you'll kind of laugh at them rather than with, you know. You're a sweet boy. Um, I, uh, I'm glad, you know, we've known each other on the internet like a decade now. And uh, I just know that you, you're just like full of heart chakra. You have all this empathy and sympathy uh, for humanity and like you took it as a call to arms to resist uh, the tyranny. And by the way, I, I um, this past Oktoberfest, I went to Germany 
and everyone in my family got vaccinated and I got this like little paper vaccine passport that was so unbearably easy to forge. It was like a business card that fucking folded out. And it was like, you know what I mean? It was like a rubber stamp with like a fucking, it was like, you know. And so they were like, get the jabby jab, have the, have the business card, the, the corporate business card, have the corporate business card that like, you know, I could have forged it on a fucking index card with a pencil. Um, <laughs> and they're like, get the thing, get the, I was like, no, I'm not going to get it. And I just told my family, I'll wait till July, 2021. We're going in September. And the pressure I had for my family, they booked the flights, they booked the hotel. And they're, they're like, you will be excommunicated from the family if you get on the plane and then are escorted off for not having the fucking fake bullshit business card for to to put your because they didn't have the digital slavery in time enough they, they didn't have the full digital health passport in your phone they didn't have the mark of the beast ready to go yet so they had a fucking paper one from these fucking beta cuck fucking politicians um to get it out to get it out quick and so what happened was people started falling dead and then june 1st 2021 Ger- germany restricted all travel restrictions for the unvaccinated. That's what happened. So enough people resisted and they said, you know what, when only 20% of the people are vaccinated, we're gonna lose our economy if people, if we don't fill these tents with beer drinkers. So how about y'all come to Munich and get fucked up here? But there was a time we went to, we took a train to Innsbruck, Austria. And on the train in Austria, we did not have to wear our face masks. In the same train, when we hit the German border, an announcement go, now we're in Germany, put your masks on because the virus in this train all of a sudden is way more contagious in the same train when we are over the German border. And I'm just like going out of my fucking head, all my fucking slave family puts the fucking mask on. I go, all right, is this, is this really, like, I, I want to follow the rules. I don't want to get kicked off of an airplane. I don't want to get kicked off of a train in Germany for not having my fucking peppers. Uh, but, like, do, can't we admit that this is theater? This is so, this is kabuki theater. This is so beyond the pale of fucking retarded, dude. This is unbearable. Uh, I don't have my peppers. I- <laughs> I was just thinking about it like I get so pissed off man every time I see somebody wearing a mask like it's in the middle of the day it's the beating hot sun and they're walking around outside on a bush track wearing a mask <laughs> I, I just I imagine want to hurt them <laughs> I just just pull it back like a like a like a little like a little strap or something and really straight in their face. Just I know it's, it's bugging me, man. Just just stop wearing the mask, everybody. Please, for goodness sake, it's and, like come on. And they're not environmental. The next thing they're going to do is like going, oh, I need a vaccine for climate change. You know, oh, for the environment, we have we. But I've seen fucking pictures in the ocean. You have like a a bluefin tuna with a face mask on, you know what I mean? That got thrown in the fucking ocean. And is is the bluefin tuna like, you know, socially distancing? Like, why has he got a face mask on? It's just more pollution. And I saw um, 
there was this like Indian family that was stitching these that that had um, sewing machines and they were making these face masks and there were just rats and mice all over their floor. Yeah, this is this is this is the most sanitary thing we can have. It's just more. It's like unenvironmental. Number one, it's unscientific. Well, I, I, this is going back a ways, but when my friend Brian Stoops got chicken pox in middle school, that piece of shit came over my house and coughed in my fucking face. And then a couple of days later, I was all goose pimply. I mean, what's wrong with... So then they changed the definition of herd immunity, the same fiscal quarter that they put the jab out for on the fucking open markets. Like, how dumb are people? Like, wake the fuck up, man. How how dumb are people? How long is a piece of string? I think they're the dumbest they've ever been, and they're getting even dumber. All right, I guarantee you, people like who had to contend with bears and freaking wolves and saber toothed tigers and stuff like that, they were a bit more switched on than the average person right now. Like they they knew how to live, you know, kind of thing, because they had to survive, and they were actually had a a passion for staying alive whereas right now suicide's the highest they've ever been life is so freaking easy that it's just not worth it yeah right you ever get that feeling where like this this video game's way too easy this isn't a challenge it's it's not worth my time yeah you know and that's a problem uh but i i manufacture difficulty in my life like i work in a boxing gym i i hold pads for kids like you know men have to do this we have to like fist fight or at least practice fist fighting you know to stay sane because if if everything is just a, uh, you know uh fast food take out wendy's and and laptop careers you know there, there's no fight you're eventually gonna go crazy but i i sleep good at night because i know that I, I just always envision Adam Schiff, who I think is, again, the worst person ever. Like Nancy Pelosi's gay husband um, was just beaten with a hammer uh, by a gay prostitute on drugs. Um, Nancy Pelosi has uh, she has no teeth anymore. So now she has dentures that are falling out of her face all the time from meth use or whatever. Um, these people are miserable. But Adam Schiff, I, I just I envision him going into his walk in closet and finding that that Shakespearean like dress that he wore. Uh, to be like, or you know what I mean, from from college, and he's like, I could have been an actor, and instead, I I fake an election to have a clone be president who shits himself at the G7. What am I? Like, I'm very confident that these politicians, at the end of the day, they go like, I could I could have been a Broadway actor, and instead, I'm just a corrupt swamp creature. <laughs> and then they put on. You know, he puts on lipstick and he fucking he puts a dildo between his tits and he fillets a revolver for 25 minutes. And then he takes all the makeup off. He takes a shower and then he walks right into the Congress. That is Adam Schiff's fucking life. OK, so would I rather live like that person and, and cheerlead tyranny or would I rather be my broke ass? I would rather be my broke ass all day, you know? Mm. Yeah, and it was just like when he was thinking about it, you know, if I, uh if one of these scumbags as a child understood what they really would become and stuff like that. You can just yeah. imagine them covered in blood and placenta and stuff as a little baby just going, kill me, kill <laughs> me. Yeah, this is your life. This is your life. You're going to cover up the assassinations. You're going to like, like after they kill Seth Rich, you're going to like show up there with a mop and broom and bleach. Like 
you're just gonna be scum. You're going to be scum, you know? And I know they feel it. Like, they have to just, feel it. How many of these people are, are, are gonna get assassinated, you know? And, and what kind of a cleanup job does that say? You know, see, everything's an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen. There's 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 cleanup company ideas up to Wazoo, and now we're just coming up with a new one. All right, like the, the for the for the real cleaner in all of this. What do you mean by cleaner? What do you mean? Well, have you ever seen uh, La Femme Nikita later got uh, uh, made into assassin with Bridget Fonda, and uh, they mess up an assassination, and they have to order in the cleaner? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Pulp Fiction, the wolf comes through, and he uh, makes sure to bleach the the Cadillac. Interestingly enough, played by the same guy. Yeah. Oh, Harvey Keitel is the cleaner. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and uh, yeah. in it they've botched up this assassination, and one of the girl assassins is freaking out. So the cleaner just kills her and tosses them into the uh, hot tub and starts pouring acid on them. And the and then he looks at the other girl and uh, played by Bridget Fonda, and uh, she just smiles and she goes, "I never did mind the little things." <laughs> yeah. Just clean right. it up. Yeah, so you, you're saying that you think that they're more psychopaths and they don't mind the little things, they don't mind the cleaning up of the blood from the from the limousine after the assassination? I don't know. I don't know. I think they just get somebody else to do it, you know? It's just like it's a bit below my pay grade, you know, man. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what Freemasonry is. They, they, ritual, they make you ritualistically oh. sin. You know, I was thinking about this as well. Like uh, James Wright was telling me about the Sentinel program, and uh, they got a list of all the Freemasons worldwide. And I did a show one time. It's in the New Zealand media as they're opening a new Masonic temple down in Christchurch, where the assassination happened about a year before, around about the same day. Anyway, uh, the article said that there were five million Freemasons worldwide. Right. And James Wright said that they had that all them all on a file, all the judges, all the lawyers, all the doctors, all the all the everything. Right. And so if you ever wanted a investigation to get covered up or never proceed in the first place, it'd be an awfully handy thing to have your uh, have your finger on, wouldn't it? And goodness knows how what other kind of replicant programs there are there. How much shit can you get away with in this day and age? With the resources the new world order has got, fuck, they can get away with pretty much anything, you know, child trafficking, Satanists and pedophiles and and uh, things of that nature. The worst crimes, you know, murders and, and, and of the most horrific nature, just all just uh, under the rug, under the rug, under the rug. Nobody knows. Oh, oh, what? I have no idea. No, 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 no. It wasn't me. All right. And, and then everybody's back to normal and we're going, OK, cool. All right, we're we're living in society again. Yep, some weird shit's yeah. happening. I, I don't know what's what's going on, but 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 you know, it's it's all good, bro. It's all good. Or they they're out of network, like like you know, they're like out of their network, and they have to like fly in a creepy weirdo from the next county over to be like, you know, like to to clean it up. Um, but um, you know what what never made sense about this whole thing, and what that what I just can't reconcile with like grown human beings is is this flu comes through uh, like a flu happens every year and so you can get the flu and then get over it with some chicken soup um or you can get uh you know whatever and, and so everyone's gonna get it any every anyway no matter what we do everyone's going to get this flu 
But when, and it has a 99.9997% survival rate, the only people that it killed are um, 80 years old who their body, you know, it, it was like influenza for them. It was influenza. I don't think it was ever even genetically modified. I, I just think it was the common cold and then the government used it as an excuse to, with the media and with the politicians to gain access to your bloodstream, to change your DNA so that they corporately own you like a GMO tomato. Like Monsanto owns tomatoes uh, because they've changed the DNA of God. The word agriculture is aggregating God. You could not own a tomato. I learned this in middle school. By the time I was in college, you could own a tomato because they genetically, they tweaked it a little bit. It's like um, any pharmaceutical compound, uh, you know, you can't, you can't um, zinc or, or magnesium, you can't patent them. God made these, but if you take zinc and then you just take one little electron off it, now it's like, a, now it's, uh, you know, a synthetic that can be patented, right? So then they change your DNA so that now corporately they own you. Like on the back of your social security card in America, on the back of it is the red number for Wall Street speculation. This is only the upgrade. And then the next passive aggressive up, upgrade by these fucking satanic cuts is, is the CBDC with the digital tyranny. I mean, the, the, they, they want to beta test tyranny and see who's compliant. And um, I'm very happy to know Vinny Eastwood, who is not compliant. And he was just like, hey, this is some bullshit. People are teenagers in my community are killing themselves over this bullshit because they can't go to school. They can't see their friends. And instead of reading and writing, we're getting this operation, um, you know, and, and we're going to have two years of less school and we're going to be retarded now. We're going to be two years more retarded. I met a fucking teacher in a grocery store who during the lockdown, you know, I had a face mask on and she goes, you know what my kids do now? They sign into their Zoom class and then they, they as soon as I call attendance, they sign out and watch porn on the same laptop. It's like, that's what teachers were dealing with during that time. So they're two years more retarded, a generation. And, and you, the compounding fucking uh, psychological impacts, the socialization impacts of that, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember Jordan Peterson talking about how you need to socialize children, you know, before a certain age. After what, after that, they can never be socialized, you know. You, you can institutionalize them and do whatever you want to them, but they'll always be the same uh, kind of thing if those critical years aren't really filled out. And uh, hmm, how many children are actually going to be borderline retarded? There was an article out that said that the IQ dropped by like 20 points on average for that generation uh, going through 21 and 22 um due to the inability to see facial expressions just this just that takes yeah. away a lot of information for a developing brain and they and they hook on that information and they and they build from it and there was nothing to build from so now they're uh, 20 points lower which is like being from average intelligence to being so stupid that you need people to take care of you for the rest of your life and those people who take care of you can't do anything else with their life because they got to take care of you now yeah right absolutely how many how many uh, uh, people are like that already and how much worse is this going to get as time progresses? Yeah. Uh, and I, I used to live in Los Angeles and, you know, just in Los Angeles, pre-lockdown, right? I lived there from 2009, 2014. And I'll never forget, I met somebody and I was like, you know, I just went surfing for the first time in Manhattan Beach. And I met this person. They're like, oh, I've never been to the ocean. And I was like, you what? I'm sorry, what? And they lived like, you know, 
50 or 70 minutes from Santa Monica and they've never touched the sand in their life. And they lived in, you know, the Valley of Los Angeles their whole life. And, you know, so that's like in the best case scenario, you have an outlier who's, who's a, an isolationist. Now you have two years of less socialization. And then, you know, what did the government say? They said, you need the jab to travel. You need the jab to travel. And then the ones that hadn't even touched sand in their life are like, I'm getting vaccinated just in case I ever want to travel. It's like, you haven't been to the shore in your own state and, and you want to go to Paris one day, so you're going to get the jab. It's like they, they just, um, they, they coerced you. And the Nuremberg trial is all about, you're not allowed to coerce a population to take an experimental medical uh, intervention. And that's exactly what this is. They broke the Nuremberg code. And they're just doing it like in the most obvious way. And they're, they're like, yeah, you can't do shit to me. Fuck you. I own the judges. I have a Rolodex of 5 million Masons, so I could be a creepy weirdo wherever I go. Again, Adam Schiff, <laughs> just, just touching the dress from college that he wore at, at, you know, during the play where he got to be himself and sing. That, that is who runs us. Someone who cries over their, their college stage actor dress because their life is fucking miserable. Yeah. Scumbaggery doesn't make you feel good, you know, and you can't trust the people around you and that, that kind of thing is like, you can't have really, really love and, and that's kind of thing and you need it. So if you don't got it, <clears throat> you need to have a lot of drugs. And, and thankfully, you know, when you're rich as hell and you got no uh, law to answer to, you can have all the drugs you want, but you can't really have any love and you can't really have trust, which is the thing that's, uh, better than drugs because they don't just go away the next day. So um, speaking of horse face trannies, um, Jaquina Arden, uh, Ard how do you say your prime minister's name? Jaquinda Ardern. Ardern? Uh, um, uh, it's uh, Jizzy for short. Jizzy, 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 Jizzy so, so when you are driving around during election season, the billboards of her are everywhere. Uh, you, you coming around the corner, boom, just in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, just she's out there lurking. She reminds me to go take a horseback riding lesson for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah. I, I want to play this clip that she said. So I'm going to share my screen with you and I'm going to show um, this. Uh, this is what she said. Can't hear the audio, bro. Oh. Sorry, you can't hear the audio? No. Oh, dear. Well, the, the um, interviewer asks her, um, um, so what you're setting up is a two-tiered society, two-class society. And she goes, that is what it is. That is what it is. So then uh, we actually maintain high vaccination rates. And then she starts gaslighting. But it's like the first question of that 
was, so you're setting up a two-tiered society? And she goes, yes, that is what it is. So you are resisting the premise, like the whole thing that you did and the reason why your government captors went after you because you wouldn't plead, you wouldn't confess your crime uh, of, not, of taking a thousand dollar fine um, for, you know, so now they're really trying to screw you with a $10,000 fine and six years in jail is because you're resisting the two-tiered society. There's two class systems now in New Zealand. The, the, the digital technocratic bootlickers and, you know, the, uh, the scum, the second class citizens. Is that what you yeah. see? Is there any other way to look at it? Uh, no, that, that's, that's uh, pretty much it, eh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what difference does it make? You know, as, as soon as we um, got arrested on August 18th, 2021, when people started occupying parliament grounds in, I think it was in March or it might have been uh, February uh, 2022, uh, we knew immediately that the, those protesters were just going to get moved on. All right by any means necessary, because we proved as the test case that you don't have any rights in New Zealand. If the government says you can't do it, you can't do it. And they will use force and violence to stop you from exercising anything that you think is a right. All right. Now, a lot of people don't know what a right is. And it's it's fairly simple. It's anything you can think of that doesn't hurt anybody or damage any of their stuff is your absolute right and if somebody tries to take it from you then they have lost their rights what what are your rights really i mean you have the right not to be threatened and intimidated you have the right not to be assaulted you have the right not to be murdered you have the right not to be raped you have the right to not have any of your stuff damaged or stolen you have the right to not have outrageous lies told about you that defame your character and can damage you all right, you have the right not to be trespassed on your uh, your private property, that kind of thing. And they're quite simple, you know, because they all belong to you. And if you had to boil it down even further, you would just say you can't take things that don't belong to you. So that's the story. Uh, so is that the Constitution of New Zealand? Like in America, we have a the constitution, you know, so that you can, even though it's been suspended, uh, you know, they still virtue signal that there's still a, a constitution, even though we've been in uh, martial law since 1820, when we went bankrupt for the Spanish American war, some bullshit. Um, but uh, they have, have to a... pretend that there's a constitution. What is, what is it like in New Zealand? Is, did, is that what you just described? It's no, 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 no. What I just described is what's actually real, what's actually true for you and for me when the universe began and when the universe ends, it'll still be true. But what New Zealand has instead of rights is they have the Bill of Rights, which have a clause right at the end of the Bill of Rights that says, you've got all these rights unless we say you don't. Uh. And then in the COVID-19 legislation that they passed at four o'clock in the morning when there was almost nobody in the house, there was no discussion. It also says you don't have to be arrested or anything like that. These measures do not 
override the Bill of Rights Act. But again, you go back to the Bill of Rights Act, which says you've got these rights unless we say you don't. And because the COVID-19 or Health Response Act says that you don't, then you freaking don't have any rights, do you, can? Hey, 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 we, we proved it. And then nobody listened to us. All right. In, in terms of, yeah. you know, there's a lot of very positive people about, about Wellington. They said all these great stories about, oh, the community was there. We had like a machine going and stuff like that. And blah, 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 blah. They were, they were strong women, et cetera, et cetera. What did they achieve? Oh, we, we, we achieved, you know, a, a, a level of spirituals or something like that. No, no, no. Your objective was to get your rights recognized. Did you? Or did you get moved on by advanced crowd control technology that you didn't even know existed? That former police who were at the protest tried to tell you about and you ignored. All right. That people who had already tested these waters about what the government in New Zealand would or wouldn't allow told you wouldn't work and you did it anyway. Okay. There was this all this woo-woo kind of peace and love type of action and, th and things of that nature. What do you think scares satanic pedophile scum who have infinite dogs that they can just sick on you? What do you think they're afraid of? You think they're afraid of people singing peace and love songs? I would no. say a mirror and competent populace critical thinking they don't want a educated well-educated population capable of critical thinking that's against their interests in the words of george carlin now dancing and singing all the protesting and stuff like that i've been to thousands of protests you know and this is uh something that's was absolutely beautiful, but I wasn't able to go because of my bail conditions. And I'm a bit cut up about that because maybe something would have changed in this country if people like myself and Billy actually had been there to call people out and just say, hey, look, bro, no, 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 you, you're, you're not on the right page. You, you don't know what you're doing. Look at what they've done already. Okay, just there's a, there's a word. A sound, really, that is very important for you to hear right now, son. It is this. Shh. All right? Just shh. Listen to the people who know what they're talking about. Listen to the people who know what they're doing. Otherwise, you're going to wind up getting assaulted and traumatized and then burning up all the, all the uh, resistance's resources and monies and stuff like that without accomplishing anything other than getting post-traumatic stress for the next generation of people who might want to protest this stuff. You understand? You know? Yeah. And that's, and am I, you know, angry uh, at what the New Zealand government did to these people? Yeah. Was I traumatized by what the New Zealand government did? Yeah. Do I really fault any of the protesters at the, at the end of the day? No. Nah. You did it. You did what you thought was right, and that's all that you really knew how to do. If you come back next time, you might do things a little bit differently. 
perhaps, but you did do what was right. And I, and I respect that, you know, I can't, I can't say that I don't respect it. So you alluded to something there. Do you think that at the COVID protest that you were arrested at, they were, they were using advanced directed energy weapon weaponry against to disperse the crowd? Oh, in the Wellington protests. um, Yeah. It was all on record, man. You got the pictures of all the uh, sound cannons and, and things like that they were using. And we've got uh, reports of uh, hundreds and thousands of people coming back there with strange burns uh, around their lips and uh, uh, really weird illnesses that just came out of nowhere and then uh, wouldn't go away for ages. Uh, Rebecca, when she came back, she was... Um, I, th- I think it took nearly like three weeks of me like virtually nursing her back to health. And she's a, she's a fit girl and she, uh, you know, does hiking and, and yoga and, and all of this kind of stuff and is used to like uh, earning like six figures at, uh, and, and doing project management coordination and, and stuff like that. You know, she, she has one speed like Charlie Sheen. It's go. And for she <laughs> three weeks, she couldn't like virch move bro that's how sick she was and she wasn't the only one that went down there so uh yeah a lot of different weaponry being tested uh down there that had been i'd I'd known of its existence since i think about 2014 when uh we investigated operation katapo which is a uh little operation where they had a scenario whereby new zealand elected its own democratically elected dictator and the international forces had to land in New Zealand, take out the anti-US protesters and put them in camps and things of that nature and then take back parliament. This is just a military exercise, largest foreign troop movements in New Zealand soil. This happened in 2014 and uh, supplementary to that there were uh, lots of rounds of ammunition, lots of riot gear. Uh, I think it was like 100,000 suits of riot gear or, or something like that. Something ridiculous, like more than even the cops that we've got in this country. Like, why, why the hell do they need all that riot gear? That's 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 just too much. That's uh, that's uh, insane. But then you see, don't yeah. you, that they've, they've prepared for this. They're prepared for you resisting physically. They're prepared for you resisting psychologically. They're prepared for you resisting verbally. They're prepared for you resisting financially. All right. They're prepared for all the methods of of possible resistance that you could. Now, the difference being they're only prepared for just so much of it. Okay. And there's only so much that they can control. The more and more and more people that actually get up and up and up. Like I was talking with uh, Jason Kerrison, he's a um, lead singer for a band called Op Shop here in New Zealand, famous band. And uh, he's been deplatformed and he's, he's basically kind of like lost his band. And he had to do a one man act at the Re- uh, Resolution Festival. I was up on the, um, with the uh, the megaphone and, and, and stuff like that and joking with him. And he, he told me afterwards that um, he was actually feeling a bit, because um, I know Jason. And he told me afterwards that he was feeling actually a little bit, you know, nervous going up for the first time by himself as a one man band, because the deplatforming that I'd suffered in the truth movement, he'd suffered in the music industry, right? Gigs drying up and so on and so forth. And I'm like, whoa, 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 this kind of whole thing has really saturated everybody, hasn't it? And 
um, the difference between myself and Jason and may maybe other people is that number one, we didn't compromise. We told the truth the whole freaking time and we accepted the consequences for it. And number two, we, after the consequences, we didn't stop doing what we were doing yeah. because it was still the right thing to do. And that's what we're doing. Now, do we have any hope ourselves? No. But we can continue to give hope to others, even though we don't possess it. Isn't that interesting? As I said, it's like a, a light, and you need the audience uh, to be the prism in order to make the rainbows sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? You do your show, whatever it is, whether you're doing comedy, whether you're doing news or whatever, if you're doing the right thing, that's good, man. And then whenever people see it, that's where the rainbows happen. That's where the influence happens. That's when people get out of their stupor. And that's when people get out of their uncaring ways and start to change. And that's the most beautiful gift that any artist can give the world. Uh, to give any other individual is the will to change themselves from within. God bless you, brother. And, you know, I'm thinking as you're talking that there's 7 billion people on the planet and they, they don't want to depopulate us to 500 million because um, of, for environmental reasons. They want to they depopulate the planet to 500 million for full spectrum domination uh, reasons. And, um, you know, they, they understand that there's 5 million pedos in their Rolodex to cover up their murders, but they need someone to flick on, because they're such fucking pussies, the, the directed energy weapon uh, machine. They, they need boot, bootlickers and, and, you know, the Stasi to carry out their malignant orders. But every time we win from love and inspiration and courage and competency, they lose. So if you if you're on the team dark, if you're on team Satan, who who wants everybody to be so stupid that they can't persecute you for your obvious crimes and making the planet worse in every which way, and and taking this righteous thing of environmentalism and conflating it with climate change to sell them uh, digital tyranny or or tax them for for carbon which is what we're made of like we're made of carbon so you want to tax us for the makeup of ourselves you don't want us to get diseases naturally so we can get uh, a tougher immune system you want to you need access to our bloodstream like like you know so then that tells you that you know your role in society Denise, what is like very very important i want people to descend upon uh, the court um, and show support for Vinny Eastwood March 30th, 2023 for sentencing because that judge is going to have to look more of his little surface monkeys in the eye when they show you support. And, and, and these fucking cogs in the wheel, uh, you know, when they, have, when they have more eyes on them, then they're more apt to do the right thing, you know? So they've already said you're guilty. But they could say you're guilty two hours of community service and send you out the door. Or they could say six months in jail or $10,000. Uh, and it depends. And the support you get and the resistance that you can uh, muster for this, um, you know, is the answer to this. But it's not a small victory because the prime minister herself is saying she wants to squash you.
you know, with their, with their horse face. And um, man, uh, you know, I don't know. I think we should end there. I want you to say some final words, but I want to say the Vinny Eastwood show.com. You can donate there. Uh, and uh, again, I can't stress this enough. March 30th, 2023, uh, Auckland, New Zealand is going to slam the gavel on your case. So please show up to the court. Where's the court? Where can people uh, watch your, your dog and pony uh, kangaroo trial? It's on uh, Albert Street in uh, Auckland City, the, uh, the Auckland Central District Court building. What time? 10 a.m.? Uh, I, I assume it'll be around uh, 10 a.m. They haven't given us any exact time yet, uh, but we will get that uh, closer to the day. Um, but yeah, if, if you show up at 10 a.m., that's usually about the uh, the size of it. You'll be uh, standing outside with uh, many others, hopefully, uh, uh, expressing their disgust that New Zealanders don't have any rights anymore. I mean, we already we already figured that out, you know. As soon as they passed the guilty verdict, I was like, you know, Billy, we've accomplished what we came here for. We uh, said that there's an old saying that if you want to expose a fascist, make them act like it. Yeah. And we've made them act like it. And they have not disappointed. And now they are exactly as we have told everybody that they are. Tyrants who don't care about your rights, don't care about your liberty, and if you are on their side, you're a bad person. Okay. I will say that again. If you are on the side of the New Zealand government and what they do to people with these COVID restrictions, you're a bad person. All right. Now you can stop being a bad person any moment that you want, but it doesn't change the fact of what you are now. All right. And all of you who looked at the government, looked at its threats, its intimidation, its lies, and its slander, and said, no, I'm not falling for that. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting up with that. No. No, bro. No. Uh, mm -mm 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 -mm. All of you, you're good people. Even though no matter how many of them tell you that you're a bad person because you didn't put away the mask, because you didn't put a little stupid yellow circle around your Facebook profile or some shit like that. No, no. They're the bad people. You're the good ones. Bravo, Vinnie. Well, you don't pacify corruption you don't pat you don't make it comfortable for them to be dirtbags you know and uh, what else what other hope do we have out there than people like you um not allowing uh you know showing the government who they are but um anyway uh this has been highway diary episode 367 with my good buddy uh Vinny Eastwood. we you know i could talk to you all day um but that's the end of this podcast bye bye for now